It is another Tuesday, and it is time once again for another Power Up Tuesday right here on TDN Radio. Welcome to another episode of Untapped Potential for today, May 11th, Tuesday, May 11th, right here on TDN Radio. I am your host, Dr. Simone, and it is wonderful to be here with you for yet another episode of Untapped Potential as we take a much-needed mental break from the chaos of the world around us and we come, we check in to Untapped Potential to get a little motivation for the week to get a little motivation to work on those personal life goals that we have set off for ourselves. So it is great to be here with you for another episode of Untapped Potential. If you are a regular listener to the program, we say a special good evening to you, whether you're joining us from Dominica, the Caribbean, St. Kitts, Antigua, St. Martin, or the rest of the world, Canada, the US, the UK, Paris, uh, Africa, we want to welcome you to the program and we thank you for taking this time to join us for yet another Power Up session right here on TDN Radio. Uh, Looking outside the window, it's a beautiful day down here in Georgia. We had some rains yesterday, but that has given way to a beautiful sunny day down here in Georgia. So we are grateful for the weather. We are grateful for the mild temperatures. And of course, we are grateful because we got to celebrate Mother's Day on Sunday. So if you are a mom listening to this program, I hope you enjoyed a nice relaxing day. Someone cooked you your favorite meal or you just simply got to rest and rejuvenate. And of course, also Sunday was a very special day for one of our members of TDN Radio. It was the birthday of Mr. Sam George, our dedicated manager who gives so effortlessly and gives so generously of his time to ensure that we have what we need to be able to do our programs here on TDN Radio. So we want to wish him a very special belated birthday greeting as we say happy birthday, Sam, and I hope that you enjoyed your day on Sunday. So we are back. We are here for another wonderful program. Uh, Our guest today is going to be a young lady I like to call a powerhouse because she is so young, but she is so vibrant and she's so dedicated to the causes that she has adopted for herself. So today we have Miss Whitney Millinar as our guest. And as always, we taped her interview via Facebook Live so that our audience would have an opportunity to interact with her. So again, our guest is going to be Miss Whitney Millinar, uh, and she will tell us about what she's passionate about. She is a young lady, and she is a broadcaster at Q95 radio station in Dominica, as well as being a youth advocate. Then stay tuned for after our interview so we can talk about how else we're going to be connecting via Q95 radio. So again, it is one Wonderful to be here with you for another episode. I hope that you will stay until the end of the program and I hope that you will enjoy our time together as much as I enjoy and look forward to being here with you each and every Tuesday. So let's enjoy this number from Athena, a song entitled I Rise 
as we remember to be grateful for each and every day that we rise to see another day and each and every opportunity that we have to be together and to live the life that we've created for ourselves. So again, enjoy this number, a song entitled I Rise, as we welcome Miss Whitney Millinar to the program. territory. I grew up with my mother and my father and my sister. I had one brother who passed away at the age of six. Um, I grew up in a very happy home, very supporting parents. Um, my parents always tried their best to ensure that my siblings and I got the best education possible at the time with, um, with what was available. We did our best and I can confidently say that I am very thankful for my parents and how that I have been brought up because I'd like to believe that I am someone who I don't I don't like to judge people and I think I am unable to judge someone because I myself I understand and I know what it is like to be judged by someone based you don't even know anything about them and then you go and you make your assumptions so I am thankful for everything I have been taught, my morals and everything. Um, and I am especially thankful for my mother who has, as I think everybody knows, my mother is quite outspoken. And I think that has a big role to play as well in my advocacy and my confidence in speaking out. 
Yes, absolutely. So again, thank you for being here with me and thank you for sharing with us all about who you are. Now, at a very early age, you started in broadcasting. Just tell us where the interest came from and how you ended up at DBS Radio and now at Q95. Okay, um, I did not study broadcasting. I think after Hurricane Maria, there was an opportunity. Um, DBS has this annual program um, on their, I think it's 89.5 FM, and I got to know about it from a cousin of mine, and I went, I spoke to them, and there were four of us for the program. I think it's Blaze FM, and that is how I got to DBS. That is how I got to fall in love with the media and journalism. And then I think I did about a year. Um, I did the Sunday program with Mr. Packet, which I am extremely grateful for. He was not obligated to take us under his wing and teach us what he did. And he did that out of the willingness of his heart. And I am absolutely grateful. I think that that program, the Sunday program with Mr. Packet, that was one of the most impactful moments for me. And that impacted my decision and my, I would say, love for the media and passion for journalism. And after that, I went to Q95. Okay, and tell us what do you do at Q95? What is your role at Q95? At Q95, I am a journalist. Um, sometimes I would, I would do the, um, I would read the news. But yes, that's, that's basically it. Okay, excellent. And it seems like you are so passionate about so many different um, issues with me, some of which we have outlined already, but especially as it relates to indigenous people. So where does that fire in your belly come from? Where does that passion to want to do more? You know, many young people at your age, they're interested in socializing, they're interested in hanging out with their friends, being on social media, but even at your age, and of course we're not gonna say your age because that's private, but we will just say that you're fairly young, even at a very young age, you have such a drive to want to do more for those of uh, those around you who are vulnerable. So where does that passion come from? Um, I would say there's nothing great or grand about it. It's just that I have lived through it. I see what it is like in the Kalinago territory, and I just know that we can do better, and I know that we deserve better. That, that is basically it. Just knowing that we can do better and we deserve better, that alone is enough for me to speak out about what is going on and what we need in the Kalinago territory. Yes, and just tell us about one particular issue that I remember you speaking out very loudly about, and that is internet access. So what propelled you to um, send out a national letter to the, the ministry to indicate your dissatisfaction with the internet service that was available in your area? Um, that My post and what I said was geared at the telecommunications um, the businesses that would be Flo and DigiCell, that's the main ones here in Dominica. Um, it was not geared at the Ministry of Education or any minister. Um, it was me speaking to the telecommunication um, companies. Mm -hmm. Like I have said before, my decision to speak out about internet in the Kalinago territory or the lack thereof is simply because I moved out of the Kalinago territory for I think a year and a half because there was no internet access and I had to go to school traveling every day from the Kalinago territory to town and back. It's quite expensive. And some students, they have a lot of classes. I don't think, and again, everything is online now. We need the internet. You have to do your homework. You have to do research. So it is something that affected me. It is something that affected students in the Kalinago territory, my family, my cousins. I mean, we all need it. Um, so, uh, yes, that was it. That is why I spoke out. That is why I reached out to them and asked, what is going on? What are you going to do? Because it's been a long while since Hurricane Maria, and we still mm -hmm. do not have broadband connection. We still do not have it, and it is a necessity. We are at a loss right now. That is it. 
So Queen even to this day, even to this day, it's an issue. It is, it is. Mm. Um, because we still do not have it. Um, I believe there are some people in the Kalinago territory. I'm not sure if I can speak on it, but it has been mentioned. Um, there is works to have a community Wi-Fi, um, mm -hmm. community Wi-Fi mesh in the Kalinago territory. I am praying that it falls through because it is something that we need. And mm -hmm. I really hope that when it does happen, students can have a full access and they can use it and get themselves to where they need to be. And it will also help the parents as well, help financially because it is really a strain financially mm -hmm. on the people. Yeah, so it's, it's very interesting. And, and thank you for that correction that you made that the letter was directed to the telecommunications department and not to a particular um, ministry. So thank you yeah. for that. Thank you for that um, correction. And it is so unfortunate that even despite that, that the Kalinago territory still does not have reliable internet service when, like you said, Virtually everyone is going to school online at this point. So have you guys heard back from the telecommunications companies as to what the holdup is? What is going to be the process to get you that internet service that is no longer a luxury, it's a necessity at this point? Yes, um, last I heard that um, they were working on it and they are trying to get the necessary equipment to source the equipment and to start getting that on the way. Wow, but they haven't given you guys any timeline or anything? No, no, mm -hmm. I have not been given a timeline. Or if it was related to somebody else, um, either the chief or the culinary council, the minister himself, um, mm -hmm. I'm not aware of it. Right, absolutely. So I think that is something you need to keep pushing on because it is absolutely a necessity. Now let's talk about some of the other advocacy roles that you have played, including the need to have a steady stream of physicians in the Kalinago territory. Just kind of tell us about that. Um, the need to provide five Kalinago doctors with permanent contracts. So tell us why that was important um, to you and the Kalinago people. This one, I think that was one of the first or maybe second um, video or the I think it was the first video I did. And the Kalinago people, education, it's something that we have to work very, very hard for. I think most people would know that to send your, your child to study at university as a Kalinago, the struggle is very real. Mm -hmm. So... It's my opinion that we have to go through all of that struggle. We, the parents have to sacrifice a lot. And at the end of the day, to have your child, after all of that, be in an office where they work and everyone else, um, the majority is appointed and you are not. And you are wondering why I have worked so hard for this. I deserve it. And you don't get it. Mm -hmm. I just think it's unfair. Right, absolutely. So have you been able to make any strides with regards to getting um, some physicians assigned to the Kalinago territory? No. If, okay. Then, um, I think that one is the same as the last one. If they have been, I have not been made aware of it. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I do not yeah. Now, now, as a youth in Dominica, what are some of your major concerns? Just um, looking around you, looking around um, your friends, your um, classmates, what are some of the major concerns you would like to tell us about as a youth in Dominica, especially in this time period? Because, you know, when we grew up, we didn't have the internet, we didn't have so many of the distractions that you now have. So just kind of tell us what it's like being a youth today. Um, well, right now, my number one focus or priority is child sexual abuse. That is something I am very passionate about. And that was one that is something very difficult for me to speak about. as I have personally experienced it. Um, that was a very difficult video. And I'm, that is something I want to focus on to get as much attention to this as possible. Because it is very saddening to hear even if it's every week or every two weeks to hear that a child has been sexually assaulted or abused. Um, so that is my number one focus at, a focus at this moment. Um, another one would be advocacy in itself, 
get younger people, other people to speak out and be comfortable speaking out. You are not doing anything wrong. It is your right to speak out. If um, I remember when I spoke on the internet issue, a lot of people were saying, well, we don't have internet as well. Or, this place doesn't have internet. And I'm saying, if you do not have internet and it affects you, why are you not speaking out about it? Why, does it, why is it an issue that I am speaking out and you are saying you don't have. If you do not have, then speak out because that is something that affects you. So mm -hmm. I, I think advocacy is another issue that I would like to address to let young people know that you have a voice and you need to use it to protect yourself, to protect the people around you and to get what you deserve. Mm -hmm. now, now tell us, because you said as well uh, the important role of your mom. Now I heard it from a reliable source that your mom is a formidable force, that she supports you. She supports you in any way that she can. So just tell us about the importance of having a mother like yours to kind of just lift you up and to support you with everything that you're interested in doing. My mother, I think we all know that my mother is a very vocal person. Um, she's not shy away from voicing her opinion and what bothers her. And mm -hmm. I think her being so outspoken, it gave me the confidence that I can also speak out freely and I do not have to be afraid of the consequences that may come. Because I know there are consequences. There are always consequences. Um, there will always be somebody to try to take you down and try to discredit you. And seeing my mother speak out and say what she has to say despite all of that, seeing her continue to speak out despite the many people who try to stop her and try to hinder her progress and what she has to do with her education and with work, you know, it makes me feel happy and it makes me feel okay to speak out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like I get power from that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, now you... Now, you spoke about consequences, and I want us to talk about consequences, because as you rightfully state, there is going to be consequences when you're so outspoken. There's going to be retribution. There are going to be people who don't like you because you speak oh, out too much. Just tell us how you deal with that. Tell us if you feel like there's any particular opportunities that you've lost because you're just so outspoken and you're such a, a power force, especially for the Kalinago people. Are there any opportunities that come to mind that you've, you've lost out on because you're so outspoken? Well, you know, they always say when they close one door, another one opens. Amen. So I don't look at the opportunities I may have lost. I don't pay attention mm -hmm. to the opportunities that may have Good been taken away from me or you know, that, you know, okay, she likes, to, she likes to speak out, you know, she said something that I don't like, she said something against me or my government, so however they perceive it, mm -hmm. and they say, not let me, not give me a platform, per se. Mm -hmm. I do not pay attention to it. I prefer, if it does not benefit me, does not benefit my people, then mm -hmm. there, I do not think there is any point in paying attention to the negativity. Mm -hmm. And I and I certainly like I certainly like the way you put that, um, Whitney. That you don't spend too much time focused on what the opportunities that did not open up for you because you chose to spoke up. You look, you focus on the door that is opening for you. Right. Absolutely. So so tell us why you're interested in pursuing law. You're you're interested in becoming. Uh, an attorney at law, why um, that particular direction? Why not stay in broadcasting? The answer to that is I do not want to be just a lawyer. I do not want to be just a journalist. I want to be many things. Good. I want to be someone who can advocate legally for the Kalinago people. And I can mm -hmm. also say I want to be a journalist so I can bring our story out there. I can be able to speak freely i can do what i need to do i do not want to be stuck in a bracket mm -hmm. and saying okay this is this is who i am i cannot step out of that boundary i do not want to be kept in a box mm -hmm. i want to be able to do as much as i can and be as much as i can mm -hmm. yeah that makes so much sense
my hope is to pursue law and journalism and maybe a little political science. <laughs> <laughs> so are you telling us you're interested in politics with me? The youth should be interested in politics. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, that, right and that's all you need to say. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> So, of course, we want to um, acknowledge everyone who's joining us on the Facebook Live this evening. And if you sign in a little bit late, we are speaking to the dynamic and the powerhouse, Miss Whitney Milliner, out of the Kalinago territory in Dominica. Um, you may recognize her name because she is a broadcast journalist at Q95 FM, the big station. And she is also in the process of pursuing her degree in law. So, where, where are you attending school at this point with me? Well, currently I am at Academic School of Learning and I am still pursuing Cape Law. Mm -hmm. And after that, of course, I will be furthering my studies. Okay. And undetermined at this point. We don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, Whitney, I like how you keep certain things close to your chest. The world doesn't have to know every detail of your life. So I want you to always keep that in mind because that is a very important strategy as you go out into the world to know exactly what you want people to know about you and to know what you want to keep private. Because just because you're a public person, it doesn't mean that your entire life has to be on display for the world to see. That's totally yes. Right. Yes. So keep that, that mentality. It will serve you well. So let's acknowledge some of the folks who are joining us on the Facebook live today. We have Glenda Schillingford who says, blessed evening. Uh, we have, I, she says, I pray she heard tonight by the right people with the internet issue. So she's hopeful for you with that. We have Tina who says, hello, Simone and Whitney, a young lady with such leadership potential. She caught the attention of many once she appeared in the limelight with the radio and iced with the telecommunications matter. And then we have more comments coming in. So I wanna share them with you, uh, Whitney. We have Anne who says, very eloquent young lady. Errol Emmanuel, refreshing to see youth advocacy in action. Continue using your voice to represent issues of the youth and the nation. Roslyn is listening. Clyde, forward thinker, independent thinker, and self-motivated person. So lots of compliments coming in. Thank you. Yes, coming in for you, uh, Whitney. So we talked about your career aspiration, but what is the what is the current status of life in the Kalinago territory at this point, uh, Whitney, in terms of job opportunities, educational opportunities? What does it look like in the Kalinago territory at this point? I believe it looks the same as it was a year ago and the year before. Wow. So, so are there are there opportunities for improvement? Are there industries you can see would do a little bit better? Maybe if there were more people investing in the industries, what do you think is lacking? A lot of things, a lot of things. Um, but I am hopeful. I think the road, yes, the road project. Um, it started about a week ago, and we were promised that that would bring a lot of employment within the area, the Kalanago and the customers area. So I am hoping soon enough that falls through. Um, mm -hmm. Education-wise, it's still the thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's still very difficult, you know, for um, a student trying to pursue an education in university. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing that. Now, if you had your way and you could create the Kalinago territory of your dream, what would it look like for you, the youth, and all the people of the Kalinago territory? What would that look like? Well, first of all, I would absolutely like, I would love for child sexual abuse to be non-existent in the mm -hmm. Kalinago territory. Mm -hmm. I believe with that gone, a lot of a lot of children, a lot of families would be a lot happier, mm -hmm. especially 
the children and I think we would have a lot of youth who would maybe be more engaging, more open, more outspoken and a lot more happy because I, I think a lot of people are afraid to speak about the issue and then they kind of ignore or belittle the effects of such abuse and it I think that is one of the main issues and it affects you into your adulthood. Right. I think if we, if we can address that issue in itself, that is one big step that we have made because it can affect you mentally. Child abuse, it affects you as a, as a child. You grow up, you either hide it or you go astray. And either way, it is, it is bad. Because if you hide it, it's going to catch up to you. And it might get to you at the worst time. You may be going through your last, your last school or, or university. It could be high school. It could be college. And then it hits you that mm -hmm. this is what happens to you. And after you have buried it for all those years, at that moment when you need to be at your best, when you need to be focused the most, you just get thrown off. See, yeah. all these things the family and i think when a child is abused and like it's hidden in the family that is something that it will continue your mm -hmm. boys will think it is okay they, they might they might do it or they themselves might be silent when it happens to their family it happens to their child so i think it is well that's just my opinion that the first thing i would tackle to build kalinago that i imagine would be to eradicate child sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing we need to do. And I think we should start as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Even start speaking to the people, start speaking to the children on the importance of, of speaking out, letting you know that it is not your fault, it has never been your fault and will never be your fault to be abused or assaulted. The fathers, the parents, the family as a self, we need to get back as a community where we look out for each other. Because you cannot even trust your own family at this point. You cannot. Mm -hmm. Right. So well, that is the number one thing. And the second thing to do is, is educational opportunities. Because there are a lot of people with great dreams and they have talents. They just need the opportunity to do it. Mm -hmm. I have met very smart people and they can hold a really intellectual conversation. And then you're like, you are smart. And then you get surprised because I did not expect you to be thinking that way. But you see, a lot of us, we know a lot and we can do a lot, but we are just not listened to or we're not given the opportunity to do what we need to do for ourselves and our families. And even then when we get through, we are not given the opportunities to work and to give back to our communities and to our country. Because I know of a lot of university students who after going through their struggle as a Kalinago, you have to go, your parents, they send a little what they have, they send and they send you to school, they give you everything. Some of them, they go hungry for a day or two a mm -hmm. week and then they struggle to get their degrees and they come back and they have to stay home in that little Kalinago territory where they grew up with everybody else in the same struggle. And... They have nothing to do with that degree that they worked so hard for. Mm -hmm. That is something disturbing. And it is, in my opinion, they have been cheated. Yeah. It is unfair. Yeah. You work so hard for something like this. And then you are just ripped out of everything you've worked for. Is I mean, maybe some feel like it has been a waste of time. It has been a waste of money. Because after all that, you come back and you sit in the same struggle. Opportunities. Let people who have worked hard for their degrees get to use their degrees. Because I am going to study. I have every intention to study. I would not like, after my mother has struggled so much, to go and then to come back in the same house that I grew up in. Sorry, I'm a little emotional about it, but yes, absolutely. It's not, it's not, not fair. Mm -hmm. It is not fair. Mm -hmm. so that's yeah. I think that would be the three main things to fix child abuse, 
to give us the opportunities and after we have worked very hard, extremely hard, to go out there and get what we deserve to come back and be cheated from it. Mm -hmm. so Absolutely. Very, very well said, um, Whitney. And, you know, I think you're going to play a very important role in transforming your community and bringing opportunity because there's no reason why the same opportunities that exist elsewhere on the, on the island is not available to you in the Kalinago territory. And we have to go back to the internet because that just represents the fundamental problem of what is happening. If you cannot um, have the basics of the internet, which is a value, and even what you're saying, the internet can be used for industry. Right? So let's say that these people who come back to study, they cannot find jobs locally. They can, they can create yeah, internet yeah. companies. Exactly. Um, and I am seeing that play out right now with the Kalinago people who, and I know I know one personally, he has been keeping me up to date with the progress of the Kalinago Wi-Fi mesh. And mm. I think that is a prime example of using their knowledge and their skills to do something and give back to their community. Because mm -hmm. right now, I would have never thought that the Kalinago people would, at this point, be working on creating their own Wi-Fi mesh for the Kalinago territory itself. I would have, I would have never thought of that, but it is happening. Mm -hmm. It is going through, and uh, I think in a few months, it, it might be up. They have already started testing. Mm -hmm. So that is something that we need. And I think mm -hmm. that is people, the Kalinago people themselves, especially the Kalinago people, should see that as an opportunity for they themselves, despite their shortcomings, despite, despite being cheated out of what they deserve, you can do something for yourself as little as it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm happy to hear that people are being innovative by realizing that we've done all that we've, we can to convince the, the powers that be that this is a service that we need. Well, we're just going to do it for ourselves. I mean, how That's did we, you know, uh, my, heritage is, my heritage is Kalinago as well. So how do you think we survived for centuries when the British were trying to extinct us? <laughs> it's not by sitting around and doing nothing. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Again, I would really, I would really appreciate if more Kalinago people, you know, if, if they spoke out about things and it's not just me, mm -hmm. not just me speaking about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now speaking, now speaking of which, I mean, does it become tiring for you that you're the voice, it seems like you're the voice of the Kalinago people at such a tender age. Does it become, you know, a weight that you're carrying it or is it just your passion to do so? It's both. I do it's get both. tired. There are times yes. when I feel as if I do not have the support from the people that I speak on the I speak on their behalf, but I do not get the support. That is how I feel sometimes. Mm -hmm. And there are times I have told my mother, but what is the point even? Why should I be speaking out when half of the population, even if I am speaking on something for your benefit mm -hmm. because of whatever decision, be it political or whatever, you will not support me. Mm -hmm. And I do not understand. And that is something I struggle with sometimes, mm -hmm. but eventually I, I pull through it and I right. do what needs to be done. Yes, absolutely. And of course, we're taking the comments from the Facebook Live as well. And we have Louisa Jean-Pierre and she says, that's heartbreaking that the issue of child abuse is so prevalent in the community. Now, it sounds like you're saying that it's an issue that is not spoken of a lot, um, Whitney, but you know for a fact that it's going on. Now, is social services in any way involved in these particular cases? As you said, it is an issue, and I do not believe it is getting enough attention. There is the, how would I say this, um, silence, the culture of silence. That is something that has been going on in the Kalinago territory. People prefer to deal with it themselves. Mm -hmm. 
you know, they will say, okay, I will hit this guy or I will, I will threaten him. But at the end of the day, what does that do for the child? Right. Does that child get counseling? Does that child get justice? No, that child just has to be basically okay with it. I mean, okay, my brother, my brother dealt with it. They they spoke to the guy. They threatened him to not do it again, but it has already been done. Wow, it's already been done. Does that child get the help that she needs? Does she really get the support that she needs emotionally from the family? Do they all just say, okay, it's not going to happen again, and that's the end of the discussion? Yeah, but, but with me, think about it though. That might be the end of this, the discussion for that particular child. But what about other kids? This child might no longer be the victim, but if you don't take care of the person who's committing the crime, then all the person is going to do is move on to another family, move on to another victim. That is exactly what I am saying, the culture of silence. We need to end that culture of silence because yes, that may be the end of discussion for one child for the time. We don't mm -hmm. know how that child is going to react to that later on in life. And right. yes, it goes on to another child. Another child may be affected. So that is something that needs to stop. Mm -hmm. It's like a disease. You have to get that treated. You cannot be saying or trying to deal with it yourself. You need to get the proper help. The authorities. Yes. You need to get the authorities involved. And um, there was a group, I cannot remember the exact group, who kept asking for the um, sexual offenders registrar. And I think mm -hmm. that would be of great help to not only the Kalinago Territory, but Dominica with mm -hmm. regard to um, sexual abuse, sexual assault, especially when it relates to a child. Right, absolutely. And and also keep in mind that this is not something that is unique to the Kalinago territory. I know that is what has been your experience, but from what I understand in terms of Dominica, it is very much an unspoken secret that many people keep in their households that sometimes people are paid off so that others will not go to the authorities. And in the end, like you said, the, the kids may bury it and not receive um, counseling for it. But what happens is, like you rightly said, eventually at some point in their life, it's going to spring up. And exactly. we have no idea how they're going to respond once it does. Yes, and um, to your question about social services, mm -hmm. I believe that if given the right resources financially and, and human resource, they will be able to help more, more people, more children, especially, mm -hmm. and they would be able to give them the proper counseling or, or whatever it is that they need. Mm -hmm. I just believe at this moment, the public probably blames social services, you know, for not for being ineffective or that's how they see it. But I think people also need to understand that social services has limitations. They cannot mm -hmm. arrest somebody. They cannot put that person to jail. Yes, your child was wrong, you were wrong, but social services, that is not the jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. That is the legal system. Mm -hmm. So it's not, yes, they both work together, but they are different entities. Mm -hmm. The legal system needs to work with social services. They need to do their job. They need to get these people behind bars mm -hmm. they need to get them child charge them or something do something so that the children and the community can feel safe to have Absolutely. their children to have their children out there mm -hmm. because you cannot hide your child in a house nope they, they have to be children they, they have to be children. children they have to be exactly. children mm -hmm. so i think it takes two the both need to work together mm -hmm effectively and people need to understand that you cannot just blame social services mm -hmm. it is understaffed they are underfunded that is my opinion and i think given if they were given the financial resources and the human resource they would be able to either implement programs or get the proper facilities to do their job effectively 
So, and, and I don't want anyone on Facebook to think that I'm ignoring the comments, but this is a very important conversation that we're having with Whitney. So I will come to your comments in just a minute. But Whitney, is that an area that you would be interested in pursuing once you become an attorney at law? The protection Absolutely. of children. I can see why Absolutely. you're so passionate. Absolutely. Can, that is yeah. something that is close to me. Mm -hmm. And that is something I would personally like to take on. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. So let's take. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I was just going to say that hopefully by the time I become a lawyer, that the government would have already passed the Child Protection Bill 2016. So I would not. 2016. The burden of channeling that is to that cause, it would already be, you know. Yes, yeah, so that so that cause has been around since 2016, and it has not yet been passed. Yes, oh, I think I thought that well. So I hope I would like to say to the government, though you have you do not have time. Do not that is not something you can keep pushing back. Yeah, but yeah. Really, there are a lot of years before I get to the point of a lawyer. So I'm just mm -hmm. letting you know. I hope by the time I get to that point, that bill is no longer a bill and it has been passed mm -hmm. and i and i cannot help i have mm -hmm. gone through the bill i have read mm -hmm. it and i am seeing there are a lot of a lot of points it is very thorough and i think that is something we need right now mm -hmm. honestly i was upset when i when i saw it and i realized that it was still a bill like mm -hmm. how can you have something as important as this a bill Mm -hmm. Hopefully, they get it done mm -hmm. as soon as possible. And you know, I cannot help but um, think of the number of kids that have been abused from since 2016 because this thing has not gone through. So that's the other thing that we have to keep in mind as well. While all this delay is going on, the cases continue to build and a lot of them are in silence and the kids suffer in silence. So it's really time to move and get this done and, and really put this on the front burner because like you said, it's going to impact their entire life. It is, it mm -hmm. is. I mean, this, mm -hmm. is, this is going to affect the generation that yes. will take, take mm -hmm. your place. Right. You have to safeguard them. You mm -hmm. cannot have a broken adult and expect them to give you good results and to be mm -hmm. producing at levels mm -hmm. you cannot expect that from people it would be very disrespectful wrong mm -hmm. of you to expect that you have to take care of your children so later on they can take care of you mm -hmm. absolutely so let's take some of the comments on the facebook live jared williams very positive young lady and eloquent advocate for her people a real inspiration to the youth bright future awaits you uh Wilhelmin says i'm sorry to play politics but our government should do better egbert you are beautiful strong and brilliant uh you have a great future you will make an excellent politician someday we didn't say you were going to be a politician with me. <laughs> Don't I'm give up. Huh? I'm, open to, I'm open to ideas. I am open Good to for you. Be open to the universe. That's another important lesson for you because I was never into media. Now look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Don't give up on being a lawyer. Mike Douglas, before he died, regretted he had not studied law. According to him, he saw law as having to defend the, the drunken man on the street. Uh, Sam Hill, who, by the way, is the sponsor of this Facebook Live. Thank you to TDN Radio for always sponsoring our Facebook Lives. Uh, he says that's the hard part of sticking up for people who prefer to keep the status quo in place, but you have to keep fighting even for those who'd rather stay where they are. So a lot of great comments. Uh, let's see if we can take one more. Uh, Wilhelmin, government sees social services as a liability, not an asset. There is no monetary gain, but healthy mind minded citizens. There's no health, there's, there is no monetary gain, but healthy-minded citizens. I think your camera went off with me. I hope you're still with us. I am with you, Simone. I'm just rushing to get my phone charged. 
Oh, okay. That's important. That's important. So I'll take a couple more comments as you do so. Uh, it's not always welfare. Uh, this is from Catherine. It's not always welfare and the law sometimes mothers take settlement under the table. And finally, we have Marley who says, Whitney is very intelligent. I love this girl. So we can still hear you while you're working everything out so you can keep um, talking to us. Um, Whitney, but what is what is your ultimate goal? What is the ultimate dream for your for your life, Whitney? Okay, I am back. Yes, <laughs> um, and we're about to wrap up, so you can just hold your phone. Okay. Um, the ultimate dream. I will. I will have to do like Beyonce and say the ultimate dream is to be happy. Yes. Yes. Um, I would like as much as possible to do all that I can to help my people and my family because um, they have done a lot for me. My mother, especially, she, and I have to say she's the best mom. I mean, we have a yes. little sometimes, but that's my mom. And um, that's, that's it. Mm -hmm. I, I want to be happy with myself and the decisions that I have made along the mm -hmm. way. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, well, thank you so much for being on Untapped Potential with me and Whitney. It was absolutely lovely speaking with you. We have great expectations of everything that you will do and everything that you uh, that you will accomplish. And we encourage you to keep on fighting. You know, sometimes when we're fighting a fight, we may not see the results immediately. But you are making an impact. You are making a dent in many of the issues. So we want to encourage you to keep going. And as we get ready to wrap up, do you have any final thoughts for us? Please listen to what I have said. Mm -hmm. And there are others. They may not be as vocal as I have been. They may not take it to Facebook. They may not make a video and post it. But they will speak amongst themselves. They will speak, even if it's to their family, their parents, their friends. Listen, because mm -hmm. we have a lot to say. We feel a lot, and we just need somebody. We need the people in charge, especially, to listen to what we have to say and understand that mm -hmm. we, we want to be involved and we need to be involved. And... We too, we know that we can we can do things, and if given the opportunity, we can make life better for ourselves and for each you other. You are listening to so Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. If you live in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K., and are looking for Dominica products, including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. Indeed, a very powerful interview with Miss Whitney Millinar, and you can tell that she has several concerns, but I do hope that the authorities will take her up on that particular concern of the sexual abuse of children, which is unfortunately going on in Dominica. So again, we want to thank her for being so candid with us during our Facebook Live interview, which we conducted about a week ago. And we hope that she's able to continue to be a voice, continue to be an advocate for everything that is going on in her community. So I want to thank you again for being here with us for yet another episode of Untapped Potential right here on TDN Radio. And I also want to tell you about a brand new way that we are continuing 
continuing to do the work. We are continuing to celebrate our Dominican people. So we have an opportunity to now be a part of Q95 radio station. And as a matter of fact, the very first episode of my new program, which is called Roots Connections on Q, will be tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, May 12th, from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. on Q95 radio station. So that is Q95DA.com. Again, Q95DA.com, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. My very brand new program called Roots Connections on Q. And of course, it is all about celebrating Dominica and Dominicans. And the approach we're going to take is a little bit similar to this program, but quite different. It is similar in the the essence that we will be featuring Dominicans who are experts in their field and they will just tell us about their journey to becoming that particular expert. But then once they've had a chance to interview them to introduce themselves, I'm sorry, once they've had a chance to introduce themselves, then we will speak on a particular topic that is relevant today. So the program tomorrow, May 12th, will be an introduction and we will be joined by the CEO of Q95 Radio, Mr. Sheridan Gregoire, as well as Dr. Emmanuel Finn out in Washington, D.C. And they will just tell us about their journeys to becoming the people that they are today. And as well, we will talk about uh, what we will be covering during the program. So the idea of the program is if you've worked in your particular industry, you know, I don't care if it is music, if it is engineering, it is computer programming, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer. If you've worked in your particular field for at least 10 years, you're an expert, right? So you've invested all this time in educating yourself, in evolving, in developing yourself. So we want to hear from you. We want to hear about what is new in your industry. And we're hoping to inspire those who are interested in that particular industry to follow you, to take your example, to be motivated by you so that they too can create some direction in their life. So for example, our next topic will be agriculture and we will have Mr. Linvor Ambo, who is a young farmer in Dominica. And we will also have Mr. Peter Carbon out in Florida. They will talk about their journeys and then they will talk about how agriculture is evolving. What is new in agriculture? What has changed? What is the impact of of technology in agriculture and in all the fields that we will be talking about to motivate and inspire those who are interested in this field and to just be able to provide the information and the education that our people need to be able to move their lives and move their careers forward. So I hope you will join me for yet another opportunity to connect. So yes, I will be here. I'm not giving up <laughs> on TDN Radio. Absolutely not. I will be here each and every Tuesday like we've done for the last year or so. I will be here for Untapped Potential Tuesdays 5.30 Eastern Time right here on TDN Radio. And then every other Wednesday on Q95, Q95DA.com for the new program, Roots Connections on Q. So again, beginning tomorrow evening, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And then the next episode will be uh, May 26th, which is in two weeks, uh, same time, 8 p.m., to 10 p.m. So I'm looking forward to connecting with you. I'm looking forward to hearing from you in terms of your expertise in your particular field so that we can all inspire and motivate each other along the way. So thank you for being here. If this was your first time listening to the program, we say welcome on board. I hope you will set your reminder to be with us each and every Tuesday from 5.30 Eastern Time to 6.30 Eastern Time right here on TDN Radio. And of course, uh, for our new uh, listeners, if you're not aware, you can listen to the past 
podcasts of this program and it is available at pushpast10.com p-u-s-h-p-a-s-t the number 10.com for all the podcasts of the episodes that you may have missed along the way and yes our featured video this week will be the interview with miss whitney milliner so you can take a look at that interview uh sometime this evening so i hope you enjoy the program i hope that you look forward to being here as much as i do and i hope that we've given you just a little jolt of energy <laughs> to get through the week to get powered up and to be able to push through the week so remember to join us next week same time same place and as always remember your life story is your strength the challenges you faced along the way have prepared you to face the challenges that you face today so remember to tap into your potential each and every day uh, stay healthy stay active stay productive until we meet next time you enjoy your week and you take care of yourself roots connections on q 8 p.m to 10 p.m every other wednesday on q95 the big station Dominicans journeyed beyond our shores for decades in search of economic opportunities and educational advancement. Many are ready to give back to their cherished nature island. Welcome to Roots Connections on Q. Join Dr. Simone Matthew on Q95 as we tap into the life and times and expertise of our Nature Island Dominicans at home and abroad. From our agriculture and industry to sustainable development, resilience and renewable energy to the music, art and entertainment industries. Join Dr. Simone Matthew and guests every other Wednesday beginning 12th May from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. We examine where they came from, where they have been, where they are now and how we can move forward together with our brothers and sisters at home and abroad to inspire and elevate our country, our economy, our people, and our youth to achieve excellence and success. Roots Connections on Q, every other Wednesday night, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., only on Q95, the big station. Jacob is calling his children.